everyone. This is Eric and Yvette, and this is the Melanin Pearls podcast, episode 48. Can you imagine? 48. Almost mm-hmm. at the five bow. Almost at the five bow. Yep, five bow, five bow. Yes, yes, yes. That's exciting. Been- but we're at 48 right now, so I'm going to slow my roll. Um, yeah. Very, you know, this episode is, is so interesting to me because we kind of talk about this, um, you know, I guess underneath the it's almost like underneath the current of a lot of things that we talk about but you know that inner voice right so Mm. as we navigate through life we have instincts right that help us make decisions and these instincts might tell us not to act a certain way not to do something might get a gut reaction to that instinct i think that connected to that instinct comes that voice right that voice in our minds that tells us things like you can do it you got this you know or that voice that tells us you're not good enough why are you doing that you're you're this you're that right mm-hmm. so that voice that self talk is an important part of our being and when that voice is positive we can move mountains mm-hmm. but when that voice is negative it is debilitating. Yeah. And as we strive towards being our best selves, we have to look inside and and kind of look at that voice or confront that voice, that inner voice to utilize it, to help us be better. What are you thinking about? I mean, I, I, two thumbs up and yes, um, the (laughs) private, the private conversations we have with ourselves, like you said, can either be a powerful stepping stone or a major obstacle to reaching our goals. Right. And for example, if your inner voice repeats things like I'm going to embarrass myself or no one's going to talk to me. So as you, and, and you're going to a party or a networking event, you probably won't appear relaxed or approachable. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. what about if you're thinking I'm never going to get this job in the middle of an interview, right? You'll struggle, you'll struggle to present yourself in a confident manner. So often those negative predictions can quickly turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the, the, the challenge is to not quiet your voice. We're not saying that at all is how do you tame your inner voice, right? How do you turn up the dial for the helpful inner voice how do you turn up the dial where the voice is telling you things that you would tell your best friend and turn down the dial of the negative stuff um or the not so positive stuff or i don't want to say negative because we we all we all get there right and i i personally believe that our thoughts greatly influence how we feel and behave which can cause negative self-talk to become downright self-destructive. I personally believe that. So like telling yourself that you'll never be successful or that you aren't good as other people will literally reduce your feeling of self-worth and deter you from facing your fears. Like it's, it's just debilitating in my personal opinion. I'm not a psychologist, nor do I, nor do I prepare to be one. Um, But from my personal experience, personally, I'm, I'm saying that this is super important, like mm-hmm. being able to control your thoughts. So it's not putting you in a situation where you literally are debilitated to the point where you can't move forward or you don't try new things. 
Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. my two cents. Oh, no, agree. And I and I love the disclaimer. That's right. We are not <laughs> we are not providing direction. We are talking nope. from our personal experiences experience. yeah. and what we haven't encountered, you know, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I would say also social media doesn't help, right? Because nope. sometimes with social media, what happens is that I might feel a certain way. My little inner voice might be talking to me in a very negative way. And then that is exacerbated by what I see. You know, we've talked about this before. Comparison is the thief of joy. And sometimes Mm -hmm. what we see out there helps, not helps, but it adds to sometimes that negative thought, right? So I'm not, I don't look like this. I'm not thin enough. And then I go and look out there and I see all of this, you know, stimulus, right? That makes me mm-hmm. even further think that I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. enough and I don't fit to a particular standard. And, you know, that, I mean, sometimes I actually, I really don't look at social media as much as I used to because that stimuli can be so negative at times. Yeah, And it just really, you know, we start living our lives by likes and not likes, you know, and I put something out there and how many people gonna like it. And then that makes me feel, does that relate to my self-esteem? But my value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like literally it's a slippery slope because it, because we're all prone to experience some thinking errors, right? Sometimes we're all prone to it. It's just, it's just our nature as human beings. And so if you are having challenges with self-esteem, self-worth or things like that, and then you go to social media and you see all this stuff that just compounds your feeling of lack of self-worth, lack of value, comparing yourself, it just exasperates it. If you do not have the tools or support to help turn down the dial of that inner critic or inner comparison to to manage that because it literally it can be very destructive Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely but i think the key is to pay attention to that voice you know because sometimes that voice is a murmur Mm -hmm. very low that we kind of listen to kind of not a little bit, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's a shout. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. and it goes between both, right? And I think sometimes that little murmur is is scarier because it just it's always there. Yeah. And we 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 hear it all the time to the point that it's it's almost a mantra in our head of that negativity. And yeah. it and it follows us through life. Um, so I think the key is kind of seeing that or hearing that and, and being keen on it, right? And and determining how you're going to mitigate that and how you're going to move forward um, with that. And I'll tell you that because, I mean, I have that, Yvette has that. We've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and when I get that voice, you know, that's kind of like, Erica, you can't do this. Or Erica, why are you trying to do that? And Erica, you can't seem to do X, Y, Z. I shut it down. I shut it down. In fact, I've given her a name. Her name is different at times. It's whatever <sighs> name I could think of at the time. You know what I mean? I'd be like, Sally, I'm not listening <laughs> to you today. Okay. I'll be like, shut up, Sally. I mean, right. I, I don't know. Shut like, up. I've Go actually, sit down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've actually done that, Erica. Like, I've literally, when those thoughts start, like, 
tripsing and traipsing. I'm like, shut up. Have a seat. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I literally say it outside, out, out loud because the voice in my head, you know, that station playing in my head, me saying out and like, shut up out loud, literally disrupts the narrative for mm-hmm. me. That is, for me, that works for me. I mean, I work for you, but I'm telling you it works for me. Like I literally say that. And it's, it's, oh my gosh, our inner dialogue will either fuel our success or prevent you from re- reaching your full potential. You know, and I'm not saying that the inner critic or that uh, the, the negative or not so positive voice um, is, is all bad. Well, it can help you recognize areas where you want to improve but an overly harsh negative self-talk will cause your performance to suffer and reduce the chances that you'll even reach your goals. So it's very important that we practice, I'll say taming or toning down, you know, our inner critic and silencing the negativity so you can coach yourself in a productive and helpful manner. I mean, that's the really big thing is because your thoughts, they greatly influence the way you feel and the way you behave. And listening to and believing in, I'm going to use the word, irrational thoughts can lead to a variety of problems, including communication issues, relationship problems, and unhealthy decisions, all of which I can say I have done because <laughs> of, of, you know, what's going, that, that narrative running in your head. And so whether if you're striving to reach your personal or professional goals, you know, the key often starts with recognizing and replacing some of the 10 common thinking errors. And I've actually written these down because I've actually thought these things in my personal life. And I want to share them with you because one of these things about the, I've, I said when we started this podcast, Erica, it was just like, I'm going to be real. I am going to be, I'm going to be, this is vulnerable for me, but I'm going to share with you because I don't want you to think that it's only you. It literally, it is not. We all go through this. And some people, quiet is not kept, will try to pretend that they're not going through the same thing that everyone else is going through. So I'm going to put myself out there. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 categories. First, all or nothing thinking, also known as black is white right? Sometimes we see things just being black as white. Perhaps you have two categories of coworkers in your mind, the good ones and the bad ones, right? Or maybe you look um, at each project as either being a success or failure. There is no, and I can say this for a fact, there's no such thing as black and white. There are areas of gray. And that's one of the traps that I had to learn to kind of prevent myself from going into. Second, Overgeneralizing, Lord have mercy. Oh, this is, I'm just having flashbacks, Erica, about, you know, overgeneralizations that I've made and the, and the past they took me down that were wrong, 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 wrong. So um, it's easy to take one particular event and then overgeneralize how it applies to other situations or your whole life, right? Just because you had a bad, and this is an experience I'm going to tell you about. So new role. And I came across two people that literally personified suckification, okay? Not great people, total jerks, right? Now, I could overgeneralize and say, all the other people are going to be like this, right? 
Or I can say, those are just two people that literally are stupid, they're jerks, and I'm going to keep away from them. Those are those two people. I didn't take that experience and then blanket it across the whole organization or everyone else that I would meet in that role. Overgeneralization. This is another one. Three, filtering out the positive. Ooh. Erica, you mentioned this in several episodes we talked before about when you're getting feedback on your review and you get 10 positive things and one negative thing and you come out of that conversation only hopping on the negative. Mm -hmm. Well, filtering out all the positive, you can say you had a bad day, but you could have like saved a life, saved a baby, helped the old lady across the street, done all these great things, but one bad thing happens or that wasn't great and you literally label your whole day. Girl, I am... Mm -hmm. I am literally, I've won an Oscar for the performances that I've done about filtering out the net, filtering out the positive in my life. Done it, been there, done that. And I still have to remind myself today at my age, not to fill out the positive. It's not all bad. There is good. There is good. You just have to find it. Mind reading. Raise your hand if you, you pretend to be a mind reader. You know deep down what everyone else is thinking, assuming what's going on in someone else's head. I literally done this all the time. What other people think about you is none of your business. I'm not gonna be reading people's mind and making assumptions. You know, I might have said something and assume that someone thinks that I that it was stupid. Like, I, how are you gonna assume? I don't know what's running in their head. Oh, this is, Erica can, can validate this one, everybody. Number five, catastrophizing, <laughs> right? This is, we think things the are The sky is worse. falling. Everything yes. is falling around yes. you. Yes, yes. You know, for the point where you, you like, you'll say things, um, you don't hit your, you don't hit your target one month. Then all of a sudden, I'm not going to have money to retire. I won't be able to be like, it's, you go literally catastrophizing. I have done this. People, these five things so far, I've done them all. Done them all. And I've had to unlearn these habits and turn down that narrative that's running in my head, that, that, that instinct that makes me go think that way, you have to disrupt it. So when I'm saying, you may see me walking down the street and tell me yell, shut up. It's not really to you. It's really <laughs> that noise, that voice in my head. Um, six, emotional reasoning. You know, our emotions aren't always based on reality. I'm going to say that again. Our emotions are not always based on reality. And we often assume that our feelings are rational. I'm telling you, I am not I am not irrational, but my emotions can be. So can yours. So think about that. Number seven, labeling. Putting a, Labeling everything. He's that. Instead of saying he made a mistake, you're going to call him an idiot. Like, I've done that. I still kind of do that at times. But labeling, it's not great. It's not great. And especially when you do it to yourself. When you label people on experience and you put them in categories, you know, and labels are nine times out of 10 are, are, are based on isolated incidents. It's not like a forever that person will always be an idiot. They may have not made the best decision at that time, but it doesn't, it's not a precursor or a predictor of their life. <laughs> Number eight, fortune telling. Oh Lord, I, mm -mm. this one, 
we know what's going to happen in the future. Like we can predict it. If we could predict it, I'm going to, pre- the one thing I want to predict, I want to predict the Super Bowl numbers. Like where it's like 375 gazillion dollars is the winning pot. If I'm going to predict things, I really want to predict that. But I'm not going to predict crazy stuff happening in the future. You know, like if I open a business, it's not going to work. That's just going to prevent you from what? Opening your business. Mm-mm. Number nine, we all do this, but I do this a lot. This is a heavy lift personalization, personalizing everything. Remember those two people I mentioned earlier when I was giving the example that personified suckification, those two people, I could have took it personally, but I didn't. But it took me a minute because I was feeling it. I was feeling a certain way. Again, my instinct, I was feeling a certain way. My knee jerk feeling a certain way. I had to talk to myself and unpack that situation and not personalize it. And then number 10, this is the one that Erica and I talk about all the time, unreal, ideal comparisons. Comparison, comparison is the stealer of joy. You see stuff on social media that someone's on this fabulous trip or they got this promotion or something great happened. That is one moment in time in their life at that point, you have no idea, none whatsoever, what they had to go through to get to that point. So why are you gonna compare yourself to one moment in time of this person's life when you don't even know what they had to go through to get to that point, but you're gonna compare your whole life on this person's one day. Comparison is a steward of joy. I've outlined 10 narratives, things that I've had to go through personally that I still have challenges with today. And I hope, well, some of them may resonate with you. I'm going to say, hope they resonate with you. Some may resonate with you, but these are some of the 10 categories and the trappings that these narratives that run through our head kind of put us in. Mm -hmm. Now, thanks for that, Yvette. So hopefully, you know, as you could listen to these, you know, you might be able to pick out some that resonate with you and some that you can recognize now and kind of work to, to, um, identify, to mitigate and and work, move forward. So, yeah. So how do we close out? Right. Cause we just gave you a lot of information. You know, I think my thought is that that inner voice, whatever you want to call your inner voice, we need to amplify that voice when we need encouragement and when we need to move positively and and tone it down, silence it if we can't stop it, when it might keep us from our potential. And it's not easy, right? Because you'd be fle- you're going to start flexing muscles that you may not have done so in the past. But you really need to tell your inner voice, call it what you like, his or her name, that you are enough. You can do anything that you put your mind to. And the inner voice is there to help you be the best version of yourself. And that's what it should be, right? It should really be there to help you do that. And one of the things that I was thinking about too is if you can't, you know, this, like I said, these are muscles that you're flex, you might be flexing that you've never flexed before and never really thought of in the past. But maybe rather than saying, ah, that was wrong, da da da, you know, maybe telling yourself, you know what, you can do better. 
just a, even a quick change of words. It allows you not to beat up yourself, but to basically encourage yourself to do better. And maybe that's a start, but don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up. We, we tend to want to always do that. And we should lift, just like we lift others in our lives, we should lift ourselves up too. And that inner voice, whatever you call him or her, is that vehicle that we use internally. So be kind to yourself. I think that's the main thing I'd like to leave you with. Be kind. And that inner voice sometimes doesn't allow you to be kind, but be kind and have grace. Yvette, anything Mm -hmm. to close us out? No, I mean, you said it all. There's nothing else I can say that you haven't (laughs) said very well. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks for listening. And until the next time. And that's it for this week's episode. Add us to your favorite streaming platform or on iTunes now to ensure you never miss out on another second of the Melon Pearls podcast. We will hate for it for you to miss out. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not that of the Melon Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self. Mm-hmm.